I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. After on WDVE Pittsburgh. Missy Matthews. Greg Wolfley. Bill Hillgrove. The entire Steelers radio broadcast team is here to break down the last game. Here's your host, Missy Matthews. Everybody, welcome inside the DVE studios. Happy Victory Monday uh, as the Steelers are sitting here tonight at 8-5 thanks to their 23-17 win over the Arizona Cardinals. Last West trip, last trip heading out West. I almost said West Coast. uh, It's not really the West Coast, but nice uh, two easy plane rides, one to New York, one to Baltimore to finish out the season. The final home game on Sunday. Yeah. Buffalo uh, Bills Sunday Night Football. Well, it's home. Yeah, it, it, and it's, but it's the uh, last one. It doesn't seem possible. No, it doesn't. It seems what, the one lonesome home game amongst a bunch of uh, traveling nomad and trips. We had three home games in a row. What, what that are you? That feels like forever about? ago. Yeah, it just yeah. it does feel like yeah, forever yeah, ago. You know, it feels like you know you. There's a lot of times <laughs> when you have two. Uh, road games the last two, and uh, you know, just suck it up and uh, get <laughs> okay, after it. Okay, then. Yeah, yeah. Well, seriously, and I would rather have uh, the Buffalo right. Bills on Sunday night Flexed at home right. than be at Baltimore and have it a Sunday night. They could have flexed that one. Yeah, they could have. So, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, well, Tunjokin and Craig Wolfley are with me tonight. Bill Hillgrove is uh, working his charity, doing some great things in the community. So we are without our partner uh, in crime tonight as well. So just the the trio of us uh, here to recap this win and get you ready for Sunday Night Football. So uh, 
let's start with the Steelers defense. You know, last week, I feel like we started with Devlin Hodges. He made a second start last week. Third start, we are going to get to the Steelers offense. Um, but with this defense and just how they are able to close out games, uh, the speed they are playing with, the physicality, how different guys are stepping up. You know, TJ Watt, we're used to him getting all the sacks and interception yesterday. Joe Hayden once again. Well, what impressed you the most yesterday from the, the Steelers' D? I think it was the way they closed it out that last series. Because watching from the sidelines, I happened to be right in line when when T.J. Watt was bearing down on Kyler Murray before he threw that last interception to Joe Hayden. And it was perfect alignment. I'm watching. And I could see T.J.'s eyes were like on fire. You know how you, you look in, uh, you know, some of those UFO shows, you see like uh, an alien, you see his eyes, but you can't see. The, he's had eyes like that. It was intense. It was ferocious. He was bearing down on Kyler Murray. And then just before he gets there, Kyler lets the ball go, and he bangs him to the turf. And I'm telling you, it was afterwards. I saw TJ on the sidelines. Everybody's back slapping. He was exhausted. That last series, those guys all rushed so hard. Cam Hayward, Javon Hargrave, Bud Dupree. Uh, it was tremendous. I walked off the field with Cam. I said, Cam, that was that last closing series of rushes against Kyler Murray was so impressive. And he he was so mad, he just bellowed for a moment. He goes, I missed him on the last one. I missed him. He was really upset with himself over missing him the one time versus the fact that you just won the dadgum game. But that's <laughs> the competitor's. Those guys really impressed me. You know what impressed me most, Missy, uh, from the get-go? You know, this team is uh, – this defense is fast enough and athletic enough uh, to box up uh, Kyler Murray. They, they, they only had one bad drive, and that was the last drive of the, second, uh, of the first half, uh, and they were sucking air. Uh, you know, you could tell that they were sucking air. T.J. Watt was – uh, was on the sideline, and those guys were chasing Kyler Murray. But early in the game, uh, you know, the, the, it was a great sack by Mark Barron, and uh, they had Mark Barron. I love the scheme because uh, Butsy, uh, uh, Keith Butler, the defensive coordinator, had uh, TJ go inside and uh, Mark Barron stay outside, and Justin Murray, the right tackle, tried to help on uh, TJ and then uh, go back out of Mark Barron. It was too late. And I love the, um, I love the great play by Bud Dupree on the option. It should have been a sack, but it was a, a tackle for a loss. And then on his uh, uh, sack of Kyler Murray, he, he clubs uh, uh, the, the left tackle and he clubs him to the ground and he makes the, he makes the sack and Javon uh, Hargrave with that uh, uh, w when he clips uh, Kyler Murray's ankle and they in his feet kick. You know he'd still be running if that if that play's he didn't not made. He did reach up and get that yeah, foot. He, yeah, he. Uh, and, and that was a lone hand in the whole yeah, hole. I yeah. mean, if you think about it, you look at that. All I saw was Javon's hand yeah. before I was standing. Right, that's right. all I could see. But that's it was all it was needed. And the other the other thing I loved is on Vinny Williams' is uh, sack. He's the spy. Now you don't see a sack on a spy, but he's, he's just, he's mirroring, uh, uh, Kyler Murray. And all of a sudden he sees, uh, a hole between the guard and the tackle. And he just go, he launches himself like a shot. And, uh, and, and there's the now, sack. Do you think that was like a delayed 
you know, sack or, I mean, rush? Delayed or was blitz. it like, yeah, was it like, you know, Benny's out there going, oh, you know, I got yeah, I could get I'm, this guy. I'm spying, spying. I can get him. Yeah. I can get him. Go, go, go. Yeah, I'm just going. I didn't, you know, I was saw uh, uh, Jerry Osaski, the linebacker coach, he said, what'd you think? And then I, we were talking, right. and I said, I loved uh, Vinny Williams uh, on the spy sack, and I should have asked him, uh, right. Was he supposed to? Yeah, but it didn't. It didn't, didn't occur. Right? Right yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Well, you asked that question, and it's a great question. But Vinnie Williams uh, is is old school, yeah. and uh, we always call him old school, and he plays well. Uh, you know, and then you know the uh, I, I love the way Joe Hayden jumped the route. They were playing cover two. Right. He let the outside receiver go, and then uh, uh, Chase Edmonds ran a quick out cut, and he jumped that route, and he came up with the pick. Now tell me you didn't love this one, Chaluch. How about when Kyler Murray's mano imano with the Minka? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that was like face-off. And they're like a little to the right, a little to the left, a little back to the right, left, boom, and Minka didn't blink. And yeah. I thought – Oh, what I thought Kyler tremendous... Murray was going in that end zone. I thought I thought this was big trouble, big buku trouble. Yeah. And I'm I'm telling you what, uh, Minka just did not blink, didn't get faked out of his shoes. And Bud Dupree did the same thing right. back a little yeah. a little they, later. Yeah, he, he did it in the first quarter. Was uh, it? Yeah, he was in the, that was I, the I first quarter. I got all misconstrued. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, right. didn't get, I didn't get a hit of oxygen. Normally, yeah. you know, they got oxygen. <laughs> so I, I take a couple yeah. of hits just for old time's sake. You, you know, know the, the you look at this between Terrell Edmonds – and Minka, right, and Devin Bush, and I love the way they're rotating Devin Bush, Mark Barron, and Vince Williams. Absolutely, and uh, those guys are getting spelled, and when they come out, they're playing. Uh, I was going to say something else, but I couldn't say it. Uh, That's right, this lights is a out. Show, yeah, buddy. it's a family <laughs> show. Uh, uh, but you know, uh, it, it was it was great the way those guys were running. Bud Dupree was flying all over the place. I mean, he, uh, uh, you know what, he was uh, fourth to tackles. He had five tackles, and, uh, man, I, I, you know, he just. He's, he's playing at Pro Bowl he, level. He's playing at Pro Bowl level. He you is know, really but you know playing what? at a Pro Bowl level. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we have three linebackers go to the Pro Bowl. You know, could see that. Yeah, I uh, remember when. That. Remember when the New Orleans Saints sent the whole yeah Sam yeah, Mills, Vaughn Va- yeah. Johnson, uh, Pat Swilling, and Ricky, Ricky Jackson. Yeah. All four linebackers went to the Pro Bowl. Pat Swilling was he was so underrated. But anyhow, I, yeah. I, I digress. Yeah. Well, TJ and Devin Bush are already the top uh, vote getters for the AFC at their respective positions. Yeah. So I think those two are already cool. a lock to go. That's yeah. great. Uh, I'm telling you, Bud, Bud Dupree's Dupree. coming on. Yeah, I'd... let me tell you something. When he made the call. Uh, not this past game, but the week before against Cincinnati, when he said when he said he was going to spin inside, I just I love that because you know what? When a player starts to be able to feel the superpowers he's got, and he can make the call ahead of time. Watch, I'm going to I'm spinning. I'm I'm going to get Baker. I'm sorry against Cleveland, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, and um and you you pull that off that. Number one, that just tells me you're growing and you're understanding yourself as well as what you're doing in in the defensive scheme. You know, the defense is playing together right defense, mm-hmm. and yeah. they're flying over. And they, they have so many athletes on that side of the ball, so many athletes. And they're they're gonna keep. That's why we big. played on the other side of the ball. Yeah, that's right. Because we're we're not athletes. Yeah, we're not athletes. You mentioned Bud Dupree. Other than the fact it is a contract year for him, why why are things clicking for him? Is it TJ as well? Just is there something you can 
you know, put your finger on that that is just making it all work out for him right now? I think number one is the switch to the the opposite side for him has helped him, you know, going against the left tackle. I think um, he just has learned to shave the arc more and just the, the bull rush, the uppercut. He's he's just shown me more attention to detail on his pass rushing technique when he throws the uppercut. He throws it hard and he throws it with an up, uprooting power, trying to get his hip against the guy. Um, when he when he bull rushes, he uses all that ham hock power and ligamentation on the backside, and he comes and he uh, gets in. The, he puts his forehead right in the guy's chin, and he just climbs the body, Chaluch. I mean, I'm telling you, and that, and then the spin. So he's he's got he's using all his superpowers, if you would. You know, Missy, there there comes a point uh, in a in a young man's career when he has a feel for the game. Uh, and it makes sense. I, 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 don't, I don't think Bud Dupree had a feel for the game in previous years. He now has a feel for the game. He's setting up his offensive tackle uh, to, to, to Wolf's point. Um, you know, he's got the, the pass rush moves. And, you know, there is a point where you've got to set a guy up. You've got to uh, make him bite on one move and counter uh, with another move. And... The one thing that uh, I, I has always been impressive to me about Bud Dupree is how quick he is off the ball. Yeah. And now he is quick, and he is physical, and he's dynamic, and he's making the plays. And, you know, he's got uh, nine and a half sacks to TJ's 12 and a half. You know, there's 47 sacks, 18 picks, 15 fumble recoveries. That's a lot of, that's, that's a lot of cheddar, my yeah. friend. TJ Watt is, has... Ten of those, right? Takeaways. Yeah, uh, oh, he's he involves a ten of he's those. He's a takeaway takeaways. magnet. You know, some guys, some guys just have it. Right. You can't explain it. You know, I don't. I think you could sit Minka down and go. You know, free safety one on one. He could never explain why he finds the ball or the ball finds him. He knows football. Obviously, he's very smart. There's no question about that. But you just got that that ability to make that gut instinct little bit of discernment at the moment going, you know, and, and you, you find the ball. Well, I think he can describe his uh, uh, penchant for, for coming up with the ball because he is, he is so athletic, he is so fast, he, is. he has great range, and he knows the game. I mean, you could see th- the intelligence of that young man. The but football think about smarts. the angles when the ball ricochets. Right. I mean, his just watching him watch the quarterback to watch the angle of the ball to watch the ricochet to find his way to the path of the ricochet. I just yeah, he's going to find it. it. Yeah, yeah, I he's he, he, I, you know, I don't think he would have a hard time explaining it. I, I think, think he would, but yeah. that's okay. We can yeah. di- agree to disagree. Yeah. TJ Watt told me earlier in the season in uh, one of the sit-down interviews I did with him that um, he sits on purpose by Minka in team meetings because he takes more notes than anybody. Yeah. He's le- said, I don't understand what he's writing down, but I always try to look over his shoulder and read what he's, <laughs> he's writing and ask student. him lots of questions. Yeah. Well, you know, what we, we, used, to, we, we used to have uh, a, a spiral notebook and in our spiral notebook, we had a book on every pass rusher in the NFL. Uh, what they're, you know, how they change their feet when they go uh, upfield to in inside, how they loop, and uh, you know, if you are a student of the game, you know, Chuck used to say you don't have to be the biggest, strongest, and fastest to make plays. If you know the game, if you know what you're doing offensively, and you know what the defense is doing, doing. 
uh, you're going to make plays. And I think that's what Minka is. And I think uh, it's great that T.J. Watt is sitting next to Minka and trying to, uh, you know, to to get some, you know, some words of wisdom from uh, uh, Minka. And, that you know, the, the more you know, the better you play. Mm-hmm. I also think, you know, going to the winning edge meeting the coach Tomlin and a lot of the defensive players, anybody's welcome that they have on Fridays after practice and everything's done and they just sit there and watch film and everybody kind of gives their input on different things. I know Thursday's a big uh, a big day after practice, post-practice, after meetings for the secondary. Back to when Ike Taylor and Troy Palomalu were here, those guys always order some food in and spend some extra time together. And Joe Hayden is one that, of those guys that, that's, that's what we did. continuing we used to, 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 uh, we used to get. Absolutely. What, 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 what would we get those uh, those those puffs that were stuffed with pepperoni? Calzones. No, they weren't calzones. They weren't calzones. No, they were uh, strombolis. No, they weren't strombolis. <laughs> Dead zooks. Come on, Wolf. Uh, I know. I'm trying to dig it out of here. Yeah, they, they were they were these little uh, pepperoni balls. Oh, pepperoni rolls. Pepperoni rolls. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, Emil Emil Boris <laughs> started that tradition. Let me tell you, man. We get, had more calories oh, per man. square foot <laughs> flying around in that yeah, room. I yeah, tell you. and so we'd watch film. And eat pepperoni rolls on uh, on. People would try to stop in and join our meeting yeah, just yeah. for the pepperoni yeah. rolls. You uh-uh. kick them right out. No way. Yeah, <laughs> you betcha. Yeah. All right, we have much more to talk about here on the point after when we return. A pretty good stat involving Coach Tomlin, and also a talk about the Steelers' offense. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Back to the point after on DVE. The point after I'm Missy Matthews with Tunch Ilkin and Craig Woofley as we continue to recap the Steelers win over the Cardinals now sitting at eight and five currently the sixth seed in the playoffs and the Steelers uh, with 18 interceptions now three yesterday two by Joe Hayden one from TJ Watts so just the ball hawking continues and as I said coming from different people in terms of TJ Watts only his second of the season I love it you know I remember to the dry times of uh, the days of yore if you would and even when we were getting uh, the 50 plus sacks but the takeaways just weren't there it was totally confusing to me. I mean, you think about it. Now, how does that happen? I mean, you got all this velocity and pressure coming at the quarterback, and you got all this stuff going on, and you're not. You, you had 15 takeaways last year. I mean, that 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 was anemic compared to what's going on now. 18 well, you, right now, yeah. You've yeah. doubled it. Um, you know what? You know what I think is going on um, from the the moment they they went to OTAs. The uh, mantra was, "Get a hold of the ball. Get a hold of the ball. Get a hold of the ball," and it uh, uh, it played well in training camp because th- that's what they were doing, and it played well in the preseason, and now it's playing well in the regular season. And I think the reason they're coming up with Moni, uh, so many takeaways, Missy, is I think it's uh, it's the competition. Uh, these guys are really That's competitive. A great point. They, yeah. they, they're really competitive, and everybody wants to come up with a takeaway. And so um, I, I watch Thursday practice, and I saw uh, maybe seven defensive guys go to the jugs. 
And, uh, you know, linebacker Devin Bush was the first one. Devin Bush was the first one. Terrell Edmonds was the second one. Mike Hillen was the third one. And, Did they uh, argue about who's what order? Uh, uh, the one time I'm watching them, they go, "No, no, I'm up, I'm up. I've got more years than you. I got more of this. I yeah. got, you know, it was, it was hilarious." No, they they weren't arguing. They were just, uh, uh, they were just, I, I, you know, I was amazed. And you know, the more you, uh, you know, Donnie Shell, his rookie year had trouble catching the ball, but Donnie Shell finished with over fifty interceptions in his career 51, I believe 51. Yeah. and he uh he just practiced at it every day these guys are practicing at it every day and so when the ball comes to them they're not missing and uh, they're they're finding like you know it, it's funny the uh uh and you were with me uh, uh missy when i uh uh chalk talked uh the two picks that uh Joe Hayden made and T.J. Watt made, mm-hmm. but getting a feel for you know when you're in zone and both those both those picks were in zone. Uh, when uh, uh, T.J. Watt uh, picked, it was cover three and he was in the flat, but he drifted over to the more to the middle of the field because he he sensed that uh, Kyler Murray was going to Max Williams and he just parked it right in front of Max Williams. And Kyler Murray flung it to Max, but all of a sudden, uh, TJ's there. And uh, uh, and the interception by Joe Hayden, he jumped the route. He let the the outside receiver go because, you know, and we were talking about this on the radio. I, you know, I said, hey, listen, uh, this is quick rhythm. Now, uh, our DBs are going to be on this quick so rhythm as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and and he timed it up and uh, yeah, he jumped it. the route. He jumped the route, and uh, it was great. He, he jumped the route, and uh, that was the that killed that drive where they were moving. Uh, you know, I I just uh, think um, the the takeaways that are happening this year have been killing the teams that the Steelers have been playing. Uh, going back to your point about the jugs machine, you know, that's something Terrell Austin, when he came to the Steelers, implemented uh, back in OTAs and minicamp and training camps where I think people really saw secondary guys had to use the jugs machine every day at some point, whether it was before or after practice. And last Thursday, that's when the coordinators speak, and that's always right outside underneath, you know, out of the right. um, practice fields. And there were so many defensive guys waiting to use the jugs machine. They had two of them going. Kevin Colbert was actually sitting there and throwing to some of the defensive guys just so they were catching balls while they were waiting in line, (laughs) which I did think was kind of funny. But, I mean, you know, everybody putting their hand in the pile. Absolutely. uh, Everybody's chipping in. Get it done. Do what you can do. And you mentioned the competitiveness among these guys of knowing their stats and how many interceptions or sacks they have. After the game yesterday, I pulled Joe Hayden out into the hallway to do uh, a post-game interview on KDKA, and Minka Fitzpatrick walked by us and said, all right, Joe. And Joe looked at me and said, I'm coming for you. I'm only one away from you. <laughs> An interception. He I knew. Like, like, you had five. Now I have four, and I'm coming for you. Quote the great Dick LeBeau talking yeah. to Rod Woodson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Rod was talk- was bragging about his picks uh, uh, in uh, ni- ni- 1993, and Dick goes, how many do you have uh, career-wise? He said, uh, maybe 11. He goes, talk to me when you get 60. Uh, <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, getting back to the competitive nature of guys, uh, back in the day when Kevin Green and Greg Lloyd were outside linebackers, they were so competitive. 
uh, on getting the sacks that they would cuss each other out if the other one got this got to him before it. It, it was it was so hilarious. But that's competition Healthy. is always Healthy yes. competition. It's always and, brings you know, out the be- best between Swanee and Stallworth. There there was a real healthy competition there. You know, and I I remember John Stallworth bought a shirt for Terry Bradshaw so he'd look over to the the left side more. All right. Uh, after the game, we had a chance to hear from Coach Tomlin. Here is part of that interview talking about it being a good team win. All right. We're having a little uh, audio issue with some sound, but that's okay. We, we... That's because Kellen's got his two count. No, because it, <laughs> because the, uh, the power's the been power going went out off here. twice today. Did it really? Three o'clock and six o'clock. Right, Kellen? Twice. Yeah, so. I see the toque bobbing, but I'm not yeah, sure yeah, what yeah. he's yeah. sitting behind a screen. Yeah, he, right. he looks like he should be shushy. <laughs> All right, let me give, let me give you my Mike Tomlin stat. Right. L- let's lay off Kellen a little bit. He's doing the best he can. <laughs> it's enough that he has to deal with us every Monday night, right? right? That's right, but we love him. We love Kellen. <laughs> All right, Mike Tomlin has now opened his career with 13 straight seasons without a losing season, tied tied with Don Shulo for the second longest career opening streak in NFL history. It's Shula, per, not Shula. Shula, sorry. Per <laughs> Elias Sports, Marty Schottenheimer uh, holds the record with 14. You have to understand that two male props, uh, male props like us, we, we enjoy when you finally when screw I, up. I screw if up you just even won <laughs> in the whole week long, you give screw up and we're like going, ah! Missy, she yeah, should have signed know, up for the concussion I'm bad lawsuit. at reading. Isn't that horrible? <laughs> yeah, Missy, I think Mike should be NFL Coach of the Year this year. The, what he has done and the depths that he has pulled this team out of and the focus that uh, he has gotten all the players to have and, uh, and uh, the encouraging – the encouraging way he teaches, um, you know, I would have loved to played with him. Played Absolutely, for him. yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, you know, it's uh, I, I think he. I should love the be, way he challenges yeah, the guys. Yeah, you know, and he does he does so in a way he specifically can push some buttons. Right. That you know, and and some of the stuff he says is hilarious. Yeah. Some of it, you know, you just sit there and go, wow, you know. Yeah. But he's always spot on. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was talking to him about Chuck, and I I I, I said. He had the um, uh, the ability to look at you and make you lose bladder control. He says, "Well, no one's ever going to uh, uh, accuse me of that." <laughs> <laughs> going back uh, quickly before we wrap on the defense, they now are first in the NFL with 48 sacks, and they have had five or five or more sacks in five different games this season, including yesterday. Wow. That is just tremendous. You think about it too. I mean, Kyler Murray is four three. Kyler Murray, I keep right. saying it because it, you know that 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 sort of speed can get you out of so many dangerous moments. And this defense, one of the first blitzes you were talking about early, I loved it. Devin Bush broke free up the middle, but Mike Hilton came off the side, and it was like Kyler Murray saw Devin started to roll out to his right, and he rolled right into Mike Hilton. Yeah. You know, and I mean, just the way they schematically attacked. I just thought it was. I thought Butsy did a great job. You know what? Uh, the the scheme was great. Now we got Josh Allen, another guy that can run the another ball. I think come on, we got our twenty four yeah, hour yeah, rule. Yeah, we yeah, got to yeah, be able to enjoy this. Well, well, you know, we're talking about uh, athletic quarterbacks in our defense being able to contain them. Josh Allen has eight rushing touchdowns. 
Uh, what a Debbie yeah, Downer on the yeah, what just a, a night right <laughs> no, after no, no, just no, trying you, to enjoy. You know, he's not a victory he, over but, but, the Cardinals, but, he, but he's not a four-four. He's not a four-four, so we can bottle him up. Okay, yeah. Well, Bud Dupree was saying uh, even before he went to Arizona, he said, you know, it started with Baker and then Kyler Murray and Down were facing mobile quarterbacks right. pretty right. much the rest and of Lamar. the way, and yeah, yeah, it's all kind of a build up to Lamar. Yeah, well, who knows what that game will mean or. What will happen? You got to figure it's going to mean to me. I you just go. It's for all the marbles because anything less is, you know, gravy. Unless they already have the one seed locked up. If they right. have the then one they seed pull locked Lamar. up, to, then. Yeah. But see, if you figure going in, it's for all the marbles, right? And they take the one big marble away, that being Lamar. Then you're like, okay. You know what? I don't think Harbaugh is gonna. You know, when if if you don't you, think he'd, he'd no, put, because, take his foot off the, the, the gas. You know why? Because they've got a week off. And if you rest your guys uh, and you're not going to play in the wild card round, uh, you know, I understand you rest your guys if you're going to play in the wild card you round. You think they'd play him just a half or something uh, like that? Or you I, I don't know, but I, but I just I, – I wouldn't rest my guys. Uh, you know – It'd uh, be interesting to see because that, that would be a tough – Two, two, uh, yeah, two, two days off. Yeah. No, no, no two, two, one day off. One day off is you followed by two You got me all screwed off. up. That gummit. But just playing devil's advocate – Maybe it doesn't mean anything necessarily to the Ravens in terms of their seeding, but what if that game for us depends on the five or the six seed? I can't see the Ravens saying, you know, we're going to let the Steelers get this one. We wouldn't do that. No, no. Well, man. we did. When, when? we played Buffalo, uh, we rested everybody. Uh, remember? Oh, up in we Buffalo. Off of bu- off of, up in I Buffalo. I forgot about that, yeah. Uh, but we still ended up winning. Uh, that, that was, was Buffalo. Will- that wasn't the that, Ravens. That was Willie Parker's coming out party. No, but yeah. that was also, I'll never forget James Harrison on that. Yeah, that, that was his first James Harrison's start. coming out party. And, uh, the best part about that was the Bills were coming out of the end zone, and, and they were on the five-yard line. And I was standing on the sidelines about the 35, you know, and, and Bill Cowher screaming at Debo. I mean, yeah. just screaming. And Debo's got his back to us, and he's not even acknowledging the fact that Cowher's screaming at him. <laughs> the Bills break the huddle, and Bill moves down 10 yards down the coach's box, and he's about, you know, he's about five yards away from me. He starts screaming, James, James, and I can see the veins sticking out in his neck, and he's screaming. <laughs> Debo still won't acknowledge him. Now the Bills are at the line of scrimmage. He's standing next to me. He's screaming at Debo as loud as he can, and finally he just says, James, I know you can hear me. <laughs> and Debo never once turned around. Never blinked. Never, never blinked. blinked. Nope. All right. We, uh, I promise we are going to talk about the Steelers' offense. We'll save that for the next break, but uh, shall we talk about the fake punt? Uh, our Ooh. fake punt or their fake punt? Uh, we could do both. Uh-huh. We could do both quickly. You're well, not still mad about <laughs> you know, that, are uh, you? The, what, what, what I was thinking about their fake punt, and I said it on the air, you know, when you're 3-8-1, and one, you, you, got you, you, you got nothing to lose. Anything goes. Yeah, yeah anything goes. Uh, our fake punt... We had everything to lose, and uh, you remember it, Craig Colquitt? Yeah, when, Chuck, you're not still mad at me. Yeah, that's right. He got, <laughs> a year later, the, the, a year <laughs> later in training camp, uh, Craig Col- uh, Colquitt uh, tried to run uh, a fake punt on his own, and he Tough got stopped. Go. And so uh, Chuck kind of gave him the cold, cold shoulder, and and Craig goes. You're not still mad at me, are you, Coach? That was a year later. Yeah, and Chuck was <laughs> hostile after that still. game. Yes. Well, Jordan that's, Bear- that, that's that. That was the year John Goodson came in. Oh yeah, yeah. The barefoot punter of all. The barefoot things. punter, yeah. Well, Jordan Barry did say after the game that it was originally they saw something that they liked, right? But then everybody else called it off, and 
he unfortunately did not somehow, get that message. <laughs> somehow you didn't get the message. You know, so you, I hate when that happens. You know, normally when you are looking for a fake punt, it is if a team's punt return team uh, pulls out too quickly. You know, they want to go back and set up the wall or set up their man blocking. And I, I don't know if uh, 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 if Arizona showed that, and that's why we uh, called the fake punt. But uh, when everybody comes up to the line, someone's got to call it off. And someone did call it off, but Jordan didn't did get, get all the, the way back. Yeah, right. Didn't get all the way back. But it sounds like he's okay. Oh. And as he said, yeah. you know, it was unfortunate. It wasn't fun. I ran into some guys I didn't want to, but we got the win. And I do think because the Steelers won, it's, it's, Maybe not as big of a Winning deal. Winning covers up a lot of yeah. sins, Missy. And I a do remember of had, sins. Having, having you and I having missed a couple of checks in our lives where you're like, woohoo, okay. Right, that whoa, didn't whoa. work out so good. Did, was that an audible? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, as promised, we're going to take a quick break. When we return here on the point after, we, were t- we will talk about Devlin Hodges and the Steelers' offense. Do they finally have an identity? Tunch and Wolf will weigh in. Don't go anywhere. Back to the point after on DVE. Welcome back, everyone, and welcome inside the DVE studios. I'm Missy Matthews with Tunch Ilkin and Craig Wolfley. We are taking you until 8 o'clock here on the point after, and we have yet to talk about the Steelers' offense, guys. Uh, Devlin Hodges now is 3-0 and as a starter, the first quarter undrafted quarterback to win his first three starts in the Super Bowl era. And uh, what do you guys think about just taking those next steps each week, building on it, and maybe the confidence? You're smiling, Wolf. Baby steps, right? Baby steps. Yeah, One of yeah, Tunch's right. favorite movies. <laughs> what about Bob? Yeah, it's a horrible baby movie. Baby steps. Uh, <laughs> it's a great movie. And uh, Joe Wiley played by Bill Murray. Uh, Bob Wiley played by uh, uh, Bill Murray. Um, one of the things is – uh, I, I like the way Randy has been uh, giving him baby steps, spoon feeding him, if you will. But I, I, it seems every week the offense is a little bit more wide open. And, uh, and when he shows that he can handle it, uh, Randy has more confidence in him. Uh, you know, and, and I think Randy does have confidence in him. I think Mike has confidence in him. I think his teammates have confidence in him. Uh, and, you know, uh, as the season goes on, they're going to open it up for him. And, and the, the, the challenge is how much do you give him? You know, you know do you, do you uh, w- open it up? No. You give him baby steps, and he's doing a great job. Uh, job of uh, utilizing those baby steps. And I think it's going to be uh, uh, more wide open this week versus uh, uh, the Buffalo Bills. And I'm, I'm looking forward to see it. And, and the, the, the thing I love about um, Duck is uh, the accuracy and the quick decisions. And he's got a bunch of playmakers. James Washington, Deontay uh, Johnson, uh, Kareth White, <laughs> your guy, my guy. How about that out pattern or the out uh, 
throw to um, Deontay Johnson. I mean, the touchdown. He fired that thing. Yeah, I mean, did. that was a rocket. He lit that fuse and just buried that thing in the corner of the end zone. And he threw it before he came out of his cut. Absolutely. And the thing that I like is you watch him on some of the seam routes with James and that, the timing routes. He's, he's arcing that ball nice, laying it out there. He's making good decisions. He's running with the ball seemingly when it's appropriate. It may be a bit small ball, but look, he was a 6.1 to 4.7 right. average per pass attempt, you know, to Kyler Murray. You know, so, hey, you know what? I like what he's doing. I don't care if it's small ball. Yeah. I care the percentage of completions, and I care the lack of interceptions, the lack of takeaways. And uh, He's not making those yeah, killer he, mistakes. He's not making – he's not, as to quote uh, Mike Tomlin, he's not, not killing, killing us. us. <laughs> Yeah, he was 16 for 19, 152 yards, one TD, of course, to Deontay Johnson, as you mentioned, and zero interceptions. And that's what you want to see. And there was no, um, there was no like, uh, well, it killed the clock running towards the sidelines and kind of have a Tourette syndrome moment and throw the ball out of bounds. Yeah. You know, there was none of that. And what we're seeing is the guy that, hey, he went to Samford. He set some records. He blew up Steve McNair's records. And there's got to be something there if you can average, you know, com- per game 70% completion. I mean, that's a high completion rate. And for him to do that, I mean, you got to have some talent. It's not it's not lucky. Now what we're seeing, I think, is some of that talent rising to the surface. Now he's getting comfortable. What about the fact that two of them were on the road, but to preface, it was LA where that was a Steelers home game essentially, and yesterday in Arizona also a Steelers home game. What can he learn though, even though it maybe wasn't as hostile as say going into Baltimore? Well, it's nice the fact that um, you know, right now he does probably is not getting the full pressure syndrome of the huge voluminous, you know, voluminous crowd. Yeah. You know, with all the noise and everything, you know, where you you're struggling to get the the call in and all kinds of thunderous noise raining down on you. And uh, the thing about it is, to me, in my mind, it doesn't seem to bother him. Like I said before, he is unflappable. Yeah, well, um, (laughs) you know, one thing that I like is we're going to go into New York and play the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 and that's going to be loud. That will be. Uh, But it won't be as loud as Baltimore. So I think uh, at uh, That's a great at, point. At, you know you playing playing against the Jets, he's going to have kind of a little runway, uh, and it won't be like a shock to a system when he gets to the uh, to uh, M and T Stadium. Deontay Johnson, we mentioned the touchdown. Uh, we'll get a little sidetracked here, but just the spark he provided early with that 85-yard uh, putt return for a TD. You remember when he came to the sidelines, Missy, after everybody smacking him in the head, and I'm thinking, Gad Zooks, the man just had a concussion a couple of weeks ago. Quit hitting him in the head, you know? Yeah. I mean, everyone was – they were so excited. Think about it. We haven't had a, a return, return like that. Since Punt 2015. Return, kickoff return. Yeah. I mean, in so long, so everyone was just mobbing him right. and everything like that. That was that's a that lifted the spirits of everybody. You know, I've been saying since he's been out there and returning punts that every time he his the ball's in his hands, man, I hold my breath because I think something big's gonna happen. And he he has proved it, uh, that something big is gonna happen every time he has 
the ball in his hands, and I, I, I'm a big fan. I was the one that got nervous, Miss, in case you were wondering. Remember when he reversed yeah. back? <clears throat> that yes. made me nervous. I was like, don't reverse. Oh, go. And then you're like, go. You almost <laughs> made it to the end zone. We'll take that first down. I know. It was, it was a, don't listen to me. Go. go. That, was, yes, that, was a gra- that was a great that was, play. It was. I like the fact that Deontay had a good game coming off of his previous game where I, I think that's fair to say that was probably his worst game of his rookie season. Right, and especially when he bailed on that uh, route. Yeah, he bailed on and he he just seemed so unaware. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that's a lesson learned. Uh, I, I'm sure uh, uh, Ray Sherman had a talk with him. I'm sure <laughs> Mike Tomlin had a talk with him, and I'm sure Randy Feedner had a talk with him. I wouldn't be surprised if you threw Ben in there. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody has a little little word to say. You know, I mean, I remember back in our day, it wasn't Raleigh. If we screwed up Raleigh, you'd hear from Raleigh, you'd hear from Chuck, but you might hear from uh, George Pearls. What, what were you thinking? You know, yeah. was, I mean, people will, you know, you get coached up, man, and I'll tell you what, I think for that young man, you have an incident like that, then you come back with a great game that just – Shows you what he's capable of doing. Yeah, that he didn't get his dopper down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's you know the you got to be toughened up. You you know the the NFL life is not easy. Right. Uh, speaking of another rookie who maybe uh, learned something yesterday, in particular in the game was Benny Snell. After the fumble, you could tell he was very mad at himself. He has been consistently the previous two or so games putting his hand in the pal, helping get that run game going. Um, Eddie Faulkner went over to him, said a few things, and then I, I think I told you guys on the broadcast, all the teams running out of the tunnel, coming back to the Steelers' sideline on the opposite side where they their, their uh, locker room was, and Benny Snell's running out holding a football. Right. He was pacing back and forth before, you know, the first kickoff and just f- switching sides, holding it, and, um, you know, he, he – he recovered. You know, maybe he didn't get into the end zone, but they still went back to him. He held onto the ball when they needed him to. We saw the Benny Snell football in the second half, and I overheard Coach Tomlin telling him, you know, I like your attitude. You're you're getting feisty and aggressive with these defensive guys, and that's what we need. Keep it up. So maybe it's good. And what he else learned did he add in-game. there, Ted? Because you said it last yeah, night. Yeah, <laughs> hold onto the ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think lo- it was a friendly reminder. Gosh, yes. I love the way he tried to stiff arm Joe Walker and kind of slapped him. Yeah. Uh, you know, but with uh, disdain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I what I missed uh, yesterday afternoon in uh, Phoenix um, from Ray Snell was the air guitar. He he didn't he didn't he didn't play the air Benny. guitar. Yeah, Benny Benny Snell. Yeah, Benny Snell. Yeah, you keep talking about our old Ray, teammate Ray. Yeah, Ray Ray Snell was our old teammate <laughs> who got fined in Cleveland because he was standing by the pile. And right, he was not because you know me and Wolf started it. <laughs> And he got fined. <laughs> Poor guy. Don't stand around the pile helping people up. That's the key. But what you said was so important, Missy. We talked about it uh, at, uh, during the game. Get back on the horse. You've got to be able to get over those those fumble rooskies, those things that you know would, would haunt you. And you, you can't let them. They've got to be overcome. Those are the types of things that can, you know, they can they can waylay a, an excellent young career. I liked how he come back. Strong. Yeah, and, and he and and he was very physical. And yeah, he wasn't he wasn't no. playing he wasn't playing careful. No, he didn't come back playing careful. I I I respected what he did. He uh, let's see, Benny Snell, sixteen attempts, forty one yards. Your boy K White, uh, touch five carries, forty one yards. They were the leading 8. rushers. Two average. Yep. Uh, you know, you I want to feed. I want to <laughs> feed K White. I I just uh, uh, I I want to see him in there more. 
Uh, you know, he. I want to see him out in space more. I want to see him check downs, flat passes, screen passes. This kid uh, is electric. He's, and, he's uh, a spark plug. Yeah, man. and I and I want him to. I want him to play more. Not to add fuel to your fire, but Charlie Batch was telling us um, on our Steelers roundtable today that there was an RPO where Duck actually threw it away. Yeah. But if he would have handed it off to Kareth White, he was like, it would have been like an 80-yard yeah, touchdown. Yeah, that's right. It he, was, oh, he, would yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see it, that. It was that, it was that uh, um, Matt Filer pulling. You said, what was that? Yeah, yeah Matt, you thought when, that was a trap I, pass? I was like, I couldn't believe my eyes. I'm like, Why is Matt pulling? Because I know he's at right tackle, you know, and I, I didn't think I saw where they were lining up in a – Type of a ninety a ninety four action. Yeah, it was it was a uh, it was ninety four was a ta- tackle. Ninety five, okay. ninety five, whatever. Ninety four, yeah. ninety five, whatever it takes. He went he went to the left. Ninety five. Yeah. All right, your boy Pouncey right. was officially freed. Uh, we saw him back I, in. I action. will say this: ninety four in Minnesota, ninety five here. That's where I got confused. Oh, that's right, Minnesota. That's right. Minnesota was one of two teams. I went to Minnesota at the end of mm-hmm. uh, my career, right? They're one of two teams in the NFL that everything the Steelers were everything was even to the right, odd to the left, and they were odd to the right, even to the left. It was like crazy, and it drove me nuts because right. everything was so ingrained. I actually on my shoe tops, I wrote O on my right shoe <laughs> and E on my left on the top where I could see just it, just to make sure you just knew. to make sure I you know I had I had it going on. That's that's a problem. That would have been so hard. Oh, it it was because you you know you just got to think, especially when you're tired. Who would who, you go, would, who would go odd even? Why would opposite? they do that? Yeah, why I mean, would why you would do you that? do that? Come on, knucklehead. Was that Burnsy? Yeah. I don't know. Probably Burnsy. Yeah, I'll blame Burnsy. Yeah. Everybody right. else did. Did fifty three have a little extra pep in his step yesterday? Oh, he did. You know what? He was excited. The boys were excited. Um, he is really. The um, he is the the temperature gauge of that offensive unit, but he is the power generator of excitement for that offensive line. He keeps some guys going, and you know I just love the fact that um, he is he's aggressive to the whistle. It's nice, <laughs> yeah, aggressive he, to the yeah, whistle. That, you know, to the echo of the whistle. Yes, yeah, and uh, and he is a multiplier. He makes everybody yes. around him Great better. Point. Yes. Uh, and when he pulls and he's on space, he's. You know, he's like Dermonte Dawson. Yeah. He's that great of an athlete. Yep. He gets out there. He can track you down. Yeah. All right. We still do not know uh, what the availability of James Conner and Juju Smith-Schuster will be this week. Coach Shumlin has his press conference tomorrow at noon. You can hear it streamed here or on Steelers.com. Also, after the game, Coach Shumlin said Vance McDonald was being evaluated for a concussion. Of course, we know he did not finish. And also, Jalen Samuels potentially with a groin. So, two other updates we'll be looking to see. But well, if we were uh, briefly talking about it off air, just running back by committee, especially that opening drive, we saw four different running backs touch the ball. Uh, what's your feeling on that? You know, I, I've just never been excited about, a, you know, the Pony Express in the sense of, you know, handoff to handoff to handoff to handoff type guys. I would love to be able to, you know, kind of focus in on um, maybe uh, James and, and Kirith or something like that or Benny and Kirith. Something where you narrow it down just a little bit more and one guy starts to get a multiplicity of carries because I, I just believe in the one guy that can really do a lot of damage and you keep feeding them. I don't know why – Kay White 
was on the practice squad of the Chicago Bears. I'm, because he, he needed to come here. He why. is so <laughs> impressive. And, you know, he grew up a Steeler fan. Mm-hmm. He grew up in Florida, and he grew up a Steeler fan. And when that guy touches the ball, I I, I, I love it. Is he it. a Dewey's, so, Geno's East, or Lou Malnati's Yeah, guy? I didn't ask him. Oh, you got to ask uh, him. I, I, I'm going to ask him. I'm going to ask him Thursday. But, you uh, have homework. One, one of the things that uh, I, I want to see him, I want to see him carrying the ball more. Because he's got an 8.2 average. I mean, that's not too shabby. And he looked good on the kickoff returns. And I just think you got to, he's one of those guys, if you keep feeding, he's going to explode. All right. Well, again, Coach Tomlin's press conference Tuesday at noon, the latest on the Steelers' injuries. We are getting ready for Sunday night football, the final primetime game for the Steelers. Buffalo Bills at Heinz Field. That is going to do it tonight for the point after for Tunch Ilkin and Craig Wolfley. I'm Missy Matthews. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next Monday at 7 p.m. So long, everybody.